Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekretman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. So David, you left us on a cliffhanger yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you want to hear a little bit about our lives? He's going straight into the lesson what we need to deal with in this episode. Well, David, I want to go and cut to the chase, especially after yesterday, you claimed that God's anger is a real thing, that it's not just a metaphor or anthropomorphism. It's actually such a thing as God being emotionally angry, however we understand that. And you also said that you could demonstrate that when Moses says, why are you angry? Even though by all accounts and to all appearances, it seems logical that God would be angry when the people made a golden calf. You were going to go back to the beginning of the story and prove that it actually was an argument saying there's no reason to be angry, God. And I really want to hear the answer to that. Well, we won't get to the answer right away. I'm going to do what I always do. Distract. Distract. Avoid the answers. <laughs> avoid avoid, avoid the hard problems. Exactly. This is going to be a journey to lead up to the argument. And we need to begin with the story itself. So chapter 32, verse 1, let's begin. When the people saw that Moses was late in coming down from the mountain, the people gather against Aaron, and they said to him, Come on, make us gods that will go before us, because this man, Moses, who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. This is the first verse. What we see in the verse is that Moses is delayed. Do we assume that Moses told the people that he was coming back at a specific time and now the people are worried, hey, he's not back on the time that he indicated? Or it's been 40 days and he still hasn't shown up and he's a man and he's probably not coming back. He goes up to the mountain and he hasn't appeared. What is it that we're assuming before we go into the verse. And most people assume that there was a deadline given to the people. There's a lot of traditional revelation developed in engaging with the verses of of this episode and come out with the determination and conclusion that there is a deadline. And even though the verses don't say that explicitly, those people who would say that there is a deadline would still argue, in agreement with you, that at this point, the people saying, where is Moses?, say that the people must have misunderstood the deadline, meaning he was a morning late, they thought it was going to be the previous day, the 40th day, this is actually after 40 days. Everyone agrees that Moses was somehow delayed either because they didn't know that there was a deadline, or if there were a deadline, somehow they thought it was the day before. Wrongly, but that's what they thought. I would argue Moses never gave them a deadline. He never said, when I'm coming back. Probably said, I'll eventually come back. But now they're waiting and realize that it's 40 days. There's no way that this person is coming back. That's my first argument. And in support of what you're saying, Moses even tells us later on in describing what happened on the mountain, he didn't eat any food. He didn't drink any water. The people know that Moses, a human being, went onto this mountain without food or water. And there is no food or water, presumably at the top of the mountain. So how could a human being survive if there were no indication that this is going to be miraculous? and it's going to be a special, unique situation, there's every reason to believe that Moses is not coming back. Okay. The second assumption in this verse is they want other gods to come in. This is the beginning of the Golden Calf episode, right here. They are looking for someone to replace God. But we know that Elohim 
not only represents, of course, God with a capital G, but it also has other connotations, authority, even judges. Correct. In the Bible itself, it's sometimes used as a synonym for judges rather than God. Some names of God are exclusive to God, but this particular name can be used for other things too. I would argue that the people who will try to find out who these people are, but whoever is coming near our now and asking for something, they're asking for other representation. Moses is not here. We need someone to lead, not necessarily need God's to replace the capital G-O-D, but judges to come in and now lead the people. It's not a, a possible interpretation of It's the certainly verse. a possible interpretation. Okay, it's in not... fact, it goes well with what they said beforehand. We don't know what happened to Moses. Looks like he's not coming back. So why would they want a new God? Presumably, based on that argument, they want a new leader. And I'll even go further to prove my point. They're not saying that to replace Moses who took us out from the house of bondage They're saying that they need someone who took us out from the land of Egypt because where are they supposed to be going to, Scott? The land of Canaan. Right. We went from this place and we're going to that place. I need authority here to be our ways, our GPS. Interesting. I guess next time we'll have to find out where that's going and why that means Moses' argument is, God, you should not be angry. I'm not quite sure what you're going to do with it. I guess I'll find out. My name is Scott Kahn. My name is David Nekrutman. Blessings from Jerusalem. <laughs>